Hey everyone, welcome back to Charmed Hard with a Vengeance. Back to the Charmed Hole. <laughs> the number one Charmed podcast. <laughs> Tonight we watched uh, Season 1, Episode 3, Sweet Tooth. Um, I feel like we're so far into it right now, we're really just deep into Charmed. Um, <laughs> in this one, the witches are using their powers for all the ding-dang wrong reasons, and the harbinger of evil wants to ruin a sorority party. The harbinger of evil was, a uh, Maggie? <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, I don't know about you, I, uh, I organize my notes by character here. Yeah. Um, because I feel like everyone's got their own little issues going on that's just, like, strung throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first, uh, I guess I should ask what you thought of the episode. <laughs> I thought it felt the most like the original Charmed than any of the ones we've seen so far. Yeah, I gotta be real with you. It really did hearken to original Charmed and not really in a great way. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought Mel and Maggie were annoying for the most part. And Macy felt a lot like Paige as the only one who's got at least something likable going on. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so if you're cool with it, I would I would like to go just on a character-by-character character basis through this story. I'm not cool with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, first of all, I gotta bring up Nico. Oh, man! Oh, man! <laughs> uh, I still love calling her the new Daryl, but as a lot of people pointed out, she is a little bit of the new Andy. Yeah, but like people are saying like, oh, she can't be the new Daryl because Daryl is so useless. Has she done anything of use yet? I don't think so. Really. <laughs> she's living up to Daryl. I mean, she, she hasn't, she's not even investigating anything. Andy was at least doing that first. She, well, she's been investigating some stuff. She even yeah. left the party early to go do Yeah, but nothing important. And... She's not she's not really forwarded anything yet. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, people pointed out and I do remember this now after they uh, they pointed out in the comments, um the breakup that uh, she and Mel had happened uh after she was obsessing over her mom's death. This was something they talked about in the pilot. Okay. Like before Maggie came in and she was like interrupting her and her girlfriend, I believe that was part of the conversation that took place when All they were right. like getting back together. Uh -huh. So that was when the uh, the break off happened. Right. I got some some problems with the new Andy theory. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Andy was useless. What, uh -huh. what a useless character! Like it's all Daryl all the time in my book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Andy deserved to die. Well, I forgot he even existed till people brought that up. And oh yeah, that. Guy. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Nico serves the same function as Andy did. They have, like, a significant other who is in the police force who could potentially help with things later. She hasn't really done anything well, now, but... If she dies like him, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem that I have. Um, because there's a trope in a lot of shows with the gay characters being killed off. And I feel like if they went in that direction, like, it would hinder some of the progress that they've made by having a main character be a lesbian in this. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know what they're going to do with it. They might not go in that direction. Well, she can die and then Mel can go on dates. Lots and lots of dates. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mel was annoying the shit out of me in this episode <laughs> holy crap yes Ugh. she she was really amping up the self-righteousness 
of uh, Piper's character. She was very Piperish to me. Yeah, that's what I thought. She's very Piperish, just like Maggie's very Phoebe one again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could even say that Mel had some feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she seriously wears a shirt that just says feelings. <laughs> just like, what? Well, you can't argue. She has some. <laughs> It's not a lie. Feelings. <laughs> feelings. Oh, oh, oh. Feelings. <laughs> she learns no lessons here. They um they start the episode with a simulation of mm-hmm. a battle with a, a demon of some sort. And it goes very poorly. And we get to see some hilarious shots of, like, Maggie getting hit with arrows <laughs> really violently. <laughs> like, re- yeah. great simulation there, Harry. Like, if you watch the episode in reverse, it's kind of cathartic after how annoying she is through the rest <laughs> yeah. of it. She was being annoying even starting with the simulation. Like, she's mm. on her cell phone talking about the sorority and stuff, which is what she's yeah. doing through the whole episode. Ugh. But the end of that simulation, Mel tries to use a spell that's a really powerful spell and the sisters are too close. And so Harry ends the spell before she kills her sisters. He even says so much to her. Yeah. And by the end of the episode, she does the same thing. She uses the spell and almost kills Macy. Yeah. Like, and then, like, for some reason, after Harry lifes Macy after that, Mel's like, oh, I'm sorry about that. And she's like, well, I can't be too mad. You saved my life. Like, no, Harry saved your life. Yeah. She almost took your life. <laughs> Shit, don't give Mel credit for that. Yeah, she knocked out the demon, yeah, but she's the one who almost killed you. Well, she was half dead. Maybe she uh, she was hallucinating that Mel did anything useful or redeemable in that situation. Uh-huh. Like, they don't even thank Harry for it. No. They have the in-the-closet metaphor that they're talking about. She's doing a lot of arguing with Harry in this, so her, yeah. her story's kind of tied with him. Um, but she talks about how she doesn't like hiding who she is because she was never in the closet as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Or she might be bisexual. I don't know if they said she was a lesbian or not. But anyway, she's gay. And she said that her mom always knew, like she knew before she knew that she was gay. Mm-hmm. And so she never had that problem of having to hide who she was. And now she's stuck in this position. And, and I thought that was a good you know, double meaning of things. Like, uh, I, I did like that aspect. Yeah, that talk was probably like the one part for her that wasn't annoying in this episode. She was very like, I'm not gonna let you tell me what to do and all these old witches. Uh-huh. Like, you even caught the whole when she calls Harry a white man. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like, oh, don't steal my ideas, white man. It's just like, what? He really is the, the light whiter show like uh. <laughs> you think maybe like they like the writer's room was like what kind of stories can we tell with him white lighter yeah white lighter white <laughs> <laughs> kill whitey kill whitey he is a little bit overbearing though in this episode he, yeah i mean he's dumb sometimes but man she's <laughs> not helping anything on her end (laughs) oh sure like they're both kind of like up their own butts about this like Uh, but he's like you you need to show respect to the wise and powerful council and stuff like fake news he says something is fake news at one point yeah that was real groan moment (laughs) i feel like that's not something you want one of your heroes to say no like when when you associate 
people using the phrase fake news. <laughs> yeah, but they're also like, I don't know, they're trying to push like, uh, he's the stupid man getting in their way <laughs> in this one. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like why they had him say that dumb line. So you'd immediately not like him through the rest of the episode. Even when he's making a some point in the episode that makes sense, you're like, oh, but he said fake news, so screw him. <laughs> screw that light whiter. Kill Whitey! Well, he does make some good points. Like, um, they bring up for the first time, I don't think they ever brought this up in the original Charmed, except maybe when it was, it was like a plot point once. The fact that uh, the freezing powers... When you unfreeze, you're going to be in a different position unless you're really thinking about what you're doing. Like, it's so easy to reveal yourself yeah. if you're not careful. And, and he does bring that up, and she's just like, eh, 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 whatever. Yeah, that was bugging me a lot in this episode, too. Just like how already they don't care about, like, everything's mundane about magic and, like, the council like of elders and stuff like they don't care and they have don't they've not even met an elder in this show yet yeah they don't care about any of it they're just like oh whatever uh, stupid harry like he's this magical being you you're still getting <laughs> used to these powers why are you guys so over it already <laughs> yeah it felt like it took a lot longer in normal charm to get there and and i could see why they would think you know a story about, like, they're having trouble letting go of the normal aspects of their life and adjusting to being witches and having to have rules about this. Yeah. But, like, they act like they have such authority on it. And like mm -hmm. you said, they haven't met an elder yet. I don't even remember them mentioning elders before this. He might have. It seems like that should have just been introduced more before they're acting all, like, snobby about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, they should still have a bit of awe about some of this world that they're still just entering. Like, mm -hmm. they, they feel like they don't care. And, like, the moment where t you were talking about there where Harry tells her, like, you could reveal yourself by freezing time, like, there's no caring in her Mel's face at all about that. Yeah. Like, that should have hit her on some level. Yeah, and there was, like, some logic to it. It's not just him, like, you know, being a stick in the mud. Like, mm -hmm. if you think about it, yeah, of course, like, you would be in a different position. People might be like, uh, what just happened there? Mm -hmm. And, like, she doesn't know a lot about her powers yet either. Like, and she just, she acts like she's been doing this for ten years. Like, I know how this goes. You yeah. don't come in here and tell me what to do, white man. <laughs> <laughs> The white man's been bringing us down. <laughs> Kill Whitey! But, you know, I, I feel like um, part of this, I think we're supposed to be annoyed with him. I don't think we were supposed to be as annoyed with the girls as we were. But I think we were supposed to be annoyed with him until they reveal why he is like he is. Mm -hmm. So they subverted it a little bit because um, he reveals uh, near the end that a previous charge that he had revealed that she was a witch to someone not carefully ended up going to an institution and killed herself yeah and so like i feel like we learned more about his character than we did about any of the girls in this one mm -hmm. there was a bit about macy though but yeah <laughs> but, like, yeah a lot of it though like was him telling them like don't use your powers recklessly you know, be more careful and they were acting like ugh 
stupid thing to say half the time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that uh, tied into the fact that, like, if they are revealed, bad things could happen to them. And he doesn't mm -hmm. want that to happen to someone that he's in charge of again. Yeah. Like, there's a part where they're on the doorstep of their house and where he's saying that again. And then Mel's like, oh, yeah, it's just another man who's scared of a strong woman. That like, is so Phoebe. Yeah. So Phoebe. I just, that felt so old charm to me. And it's just like, ugh. <laughs> like, this is not how you make your characters, you know, strong female characters that you like. It just, it makes them feel like they're in the wrong. Yeah, you you can't have them be a bunch of shrill harpies and then use feminist rhetoric yeah. to, to justify it. Like, you just have them be strong female characters and if you want to do a story where someone is intimidated by powerful women or any of these things that they're stating that's what you do you don't just have them state it yeah like have them say it when yeah someone's actually doing that so it's a statement that makes sense if they just say it apropos of nothing then it just feels like they're the ones that are the jerks (laughs) yeah and like it it feels like white lighters shouldn't be the ones to train the witches Mm-hmm. Maybe they're the exception because they had their powers bound and they didn't know and their mom was gone before she could teach them any of these things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, do they all do that? Is it all like the Watchers training the Slayers? Or Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if they ever explain it, I guess we'll find out. Maggie was... Her focuses were so on this sorority stuff all the time and personal gain. Which is the first time that really got brought up in this series. I did appreciate that they showed us what happens yeah. as a consequence of personal gain. Because it felt like there was a lot of lip service to it on the original Charmed. But I don't remember seeing hardly any consequences to it. They would break that rule all the time. Oh yeah, they definitely did. Like I remember Piper's using it to do her baking or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Make breakfast. They even had Paige use it to put up decorations for a party, which right. is what happens here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they would always just bitch about it all the time, like, eh, personal gain. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you never see any consequences, who cares? Yeah. Once in a while. While Leo would pop in like, oh, guys, a uh, personal gain remember? Yeah, shut up, Leo! <laughs> <laughs> well, and they were never clear about what the consequences really were, just that it was something that you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And here, they explain it a little bit in that, like, the magic works uh, with balances. So if you're using it too much for one thing or another, like, you know, for selfish reasons, then it's going to have some consequences to you. And it starts kind of wearing off like Cinderella or something or Mm -hmm. like draining Maggie. And I think it was good for them to establish this because they weren't saying that you couldn't use it for silly things like that, but you have to have a balance. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps cover things in the future, so you can still do fun magic things, but it's not like them just being able to do whatever they want always. Yeah. When Maggie used her spell to make those drinks, like, did that warp back into its components after like the personal gain started reversing things on her? So like, whoever drank that just suddenly like had a lime. <laughs> in <their> yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. They were they were stupid, sexy baby and whatever, so who cares? <laughs> this whole plot of Maggie trying to get into the sorority is so stupid. Because it's like, if she gets into the sorority house, 
Like, that's going to just complicate them being the charmed ones a lot. Yeah. It should almost come up like, hey, um, because we chose this way of life, you basically can't go join that sorority anymore. It's like you said, it's like, oh, that's her storyline, so they keep doing it. Well, on the flip side of that, in the original Charmed, they would have a lot of shit like the others, like two of the sisters would decide something for one of the others, particularly Paige. Like they were like, Paige, you got to live with us because we're the charmed ones and you can't move out. And then like Phoebe's like, I got to have some time for myself and then moves mm-hmm. out. Like what? Yeah. why does she have to do any of this stuff? I just like though, like you're, you're, you just entered this magical world. You found out like things are now going to hunt you out and try to kill you. Like, mm-hmm. I think you got to, at least have a talk with her and say, yeah, um, this might be more important than you joining a sorority is like saving the world and not getting murdered by some demon because you're off on your own and you can't find an excuse to get away and come join us and do the important things. Well, it's like magic works. There's balances. (laughs) And you can have a story like this, Um, where maybe a character is being immature or they're making uh, decisions that are going to complicate it because, like, it makes it more interesting than everything works out all the time. Mm -hmm. But you got to give them some good qualities along with it. And uh, it's it's a little bit murky sometimes with her in particular. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you could still have her wanting for those things and stuff, but, like, I feel like it should be interfering with her life more and she should be wanting for it more. I feel like she shouldn't like the sorority girls. No. Because they've established that they're really not nice people. Yeah. Like, especially pertaining to Angela, you know, they were, like, making fun of her, like, oh, coma girl or whatever. I don't know why she wants in that particular club, like... Because it's her storyline. <laughs> <laughs> They have the whole thing with, like, she she had a boyfriend who she broke up with in the last episode because they had sex and he was thinking some unsexy things and she didn't really like it. I guess mm. they were dating and she broke up with him. So now there's this new guy introduced, Parker. Parker Peter. Parker Peter. Get me pictures of the charmed ones. Get me pictures of that man spider. <laughs> But it turns out, wah wah, he is the boyfriend of the sorority blonde chick. Uh-huh. <laughs> who cares? I'm like, who gives a fuck at that point? Like, <laughs> oh, seems like a really nice guy. Dump him, whatever. Like, he doesn't deserve either of them. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty stupid. Like, he comes in when uh, Maggie's working at a cafe she works at, and. There's a jerk customer, and he comes in and makes fun of the customer, and they laugh, and he leaves. Like, oh, yeah, so she's getting fired? Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I think if if, if another customer was saying it, there pro- it probably would be fine. Yeah, but, like, the customer probably go to management and say, hey, she had some friend come in and belittle me because, uh, like, I wasn't getting my order. Because he doesn't know their personal relationship. He'd probably just assume that's some friend of hers. And like I don't know. You'd probably get in trouble. I was more bothered by the the bad writing with it. Oh yeah. It it's more of the stupid. just like, you know, I am going to state that I am an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and then him just kinda like, Oh, you should go to KFC. I'm so good. I got him. <laughs> as soon as that guy showed up, I'm like, not new coal, not new coal, not new coal. 
Please, not New Cole. He's got, like, the black jacket. Like, is he the bad boy? No, not New Cole. What if he was like, I'm a lawyer. I'm the world's youngest lawyer. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm the lawyer for the sorority. Sorora lawyer. <laughs> I feel like that should be the new the new spinoff of this, the Sorora lawyer. <laughs> When are they going to bring in a new neighbor, Dan, I ask you? I feel like that's the thing that they're really missing. Yeah, we'll get uh, Maggie as a neighbor, Dan, after they kill this guy off, Parker. Ooh, okay, no, they kill off Nico, mm -hmm. and then they get neighbor Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> With her useless nephew. Yeah. She disappears after four episodes. <laughs> I want to get into Macy's storylines. According to the comments... The consensus seems to be she is a geneticist. Okay. So uh, I guess that sort of clears things up about what her job... I don't know why they need geneticists at this university. I thought they did Halloween science. Yeah, they have a lot of Halloween fun, don't they? <laughs> like, they, they're all dressed up in costume, like, oh, bunch of scamps. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, aren't you doing anything today where, like, you should no. still wear your lab coats? Because, like... You know, it's not just a dress code thing. There's usually a reason you're wearing those things. I did it. I found the cure to cancer. Oh, no, part of my costume fell in and ruined the formula. My notes are soggy. I can't. Oh, no. <laughs> my God, there's a disease outbreak. We've got to warn the people. Run out in their DNA costumes. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> uh, good Halloween prank. No, it's, I'm serious. Macy has to go to the hospital. The doctor's dressed up like Bigfoot. And, oh no! <laughs> I can't operate with these stupid paws. <laughs> my rubber hands have took so many lives. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't get out of my costume. It's tradition. <laughs> Why can't I have a normal life and be a doctor? <laughs> get on myself. I can't. boyfriend guy that macy's got going on the love interest mm -hmm. he's been in all the episodes but i always forget him mm -hmm. he's the most bland non-existent character I, I think his name is galvin he's even more useless than daryl <laughs> <laughs> oh man when are people gonna notice that i'm around when will i be interesting <laughs> he talks low and like kind of smooth he's just like hey I really like you, Macy. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh man, well, I I don't know about you yet. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a love story for the ages, truly. Yeah. People will be talking about all of the all-time TV romances, Luke and Laura, Macy and Galvanite, Macy and Galvin Klein, <laughs> Galvatron. <laughs> <laughs> they have that moment where she um she's in the the new costume and she walks down the stairs and he's watching uh, her and it's like a teen movie <laughs> yeah was it she's all that is that the one i think so yeah <laughs> kiss me da -da 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 -da. yeah, <laughs> yeah it was so lame <laughs> yeah like the moment it did that shot we both laughed because we knew it was that and it was like ah. <laughs> I am, I'm kind of torn with Macy's storyline in this, 
because she reveals to uh, Maggie that she went to a boarding school. Uh, she was one of two minorities there, and they had to decide what box they were going to fit in. And so the other one was the sexy, funny one. She was the smart, serious one. And that's why she doesn't want to wear a sexy costume. Yeah, that was silly. <laughs> I don't know about, like... I can't speak for anyone who's a minority living in a primarily white area. Mm-hmm. I feel like... A lot of people who are minorities that grow up, you know, surrounded by white people could have some identity issues or could have some issues with being a little bit distanced from um, the community of other people of color because, like, they act like a white person or, you know, things like that. Like, that's a stereotype some people have. And maybe that could be part of it. But I don't know about, like, oh, no, the other black girl fit this, so I have to be this. I'm not sure about that particular characterization. Yeah, I don't think so. That just seems silly. I don't think. A lot of times, like, I had to decide if I was going to be smart or not. Like, what? What? (laughs) Like, but don't you like being smart? Are you just smart because you had to be smart? Yeah. (laughs) Her whole personality is just based on, like, this decision she made at boarding school. I'm a scientist. Yeah. Like, oh, I have to be this to check this box, so that's my life forever now. No, but Maggie told her it was okay to be sexy and smart. (laughs) Oh, I never thought of it that way. Jinkies! (laughs) I I thought it was super funny when she showed up as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Mm -hmm. and, like, everyone else is in these, like, sexy college outfits, like, you know, sexy baby or whatever, and then she's Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the middle of it, and she was so proud of it, and then Maggie's like, "Mm -mm, girlfriend, you gotta be in a sexy costume. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so judgy. It was. Why does she have to be in a revealing uh, costume? to be sexy or to be herself. Not everyone wants to be sexy and they don't know that about her yet, that she has those confidence issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to have confidence issues to not want to be sexy, but I mean, like, they don't know that she has these aspirations to be sexy. They just think because Maggie likes sexy costumes, mm-hmm. like, someone must have something, like, up with them if they don't. Yeah, yeah it's just like... That's what she thinks is fun to dress up for is Halloween. It's like, shut up, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, and they were so judgy when she reveals that she's a virgin. Like, they have the, the oh, yeah. look between each other, like, mm, virgin. Like, ugh, our sister's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe that she's a virgin. How's she going to have a bunch of kids? <laughs> How's she going to lactate poison? <laughs> <laughs> My face! Having sex and having a family determines your worth. (laughs) Don't forget to let them terrorize everyone else. (laughs) I like cooking things. That means I want to start a club. Yeah, thinking when we learn Macy likes baking, it's like, oh, soon she's going to open up a bar because she likes (laughs) baking. (laughs) She has many layers, you know. They're going to open up M3 or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For some reason in this one... Did it seem like Macy was ready to break down in every scene? Yeah, there's quite a few where it seemed like she was bothered. (laughs) They have the scene in the kitchen. I forget what they're talking about. I think they were figuring out the sugar thing. And she looks like she's almost going to cry. I have no idea what triggered that. Yeah. And that was like Mel was saying, like, oh, I'm being reckless and I don't care again. Because they're talking about her 
looking up stuff in the Book of Shadows, and Macy's like, oh, shouldn't we be more careful? And she's like, no! (laughs) (laughs) She definitely is more of the, like, responsible one, trying to, like, get them to follow the rules. It seemed like she kind of did a 180 from what was last week, where she was a little bit bossy about it, and now she's kind of meek. Maybe she had that mentality the actress did of, like, this is her episode about confidence issues, and so, like, through the whole thing, she's just gonna be really nervous. Maybe. It just, I didn't quite understand why she was, like, always so upset in every scene. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's living with two monsters. (laughs) And the day was saved. They come up with, well, she comes up. Does it seem like she's always coming up with the solutions, too? She came up with the idea for using sugar as some sort of chemical reaction with the, uh... With the Venom symbiotes, uh... Yeah. Oh, there's a silly line after they find, like, the reaction sugar has to it. And she's like, uh, another reason to have stevia. I was like, Maggie said that. She's like, ugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. I guess that's why everyone should breastfeed their kids. <laughs> Macy brings up, like, a picture of this chemical reaction on her phone. Like, she automatically has this video ready on, like, what, the science app again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, this is what reaction sugar has with this thing. And so that's how we're going to get the harbinger of evil. We're, we're going to reveal them by feeding people sugar. Which seems like, if you're at a Halloween party, people are going to be eating sugar anyway, right? Like, you mm-hmm. got cookies and candy and all sorts of things. But their plan is to feed them these these uh, Halloween oh, yeah. cookies. And, like, there's a lot of sugar and alcohols. <laughs> yeah, like, there's sugar in everything. And, and they talk about specific proportions, but, like, I don't know. Like, how much sugar did those cookies have? I mean... Mm-hmm. <laughs> they use it on Angela, who was the girl who was in a coma, who is the harbinger. We saw that the Venom symbiote goes into her, and she is the new harbinger of evil. And they suspect that it's her... So Mel goes and gives her the cookie, but she, like, hides it in her mouth and, like, Mm. pulls it out, like, not gonna trick me. Were they making sure everyone at the party was biting into them? Because, like, they... She already tricked her by doing that. Well, they didn't know that, and Harry was just going around like, you have to eat the cookies, and like mm-hmm. bothering everyone as the butler. They, might, they were all probably drinking too, though, so it's like... <laughs> and if they oh, weren't yeah. keeping tabs on anything, it doesn't matter anyway, because you give someone a cookie... People are going to be puking at a party, I think, when there's a lot of drinking, so you're going to be like, who's puking? Yeah. We're going to find out the, <laughs> the evil one. <laughs> they just get some like frat dude like oh it's the harbinger of evil yeah. we got him it figures it would be a man <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna use spells we're gonna use a gun <laughs> <laughs> i bet the harbinger of evil didn't expect a bullet mm-hmm. <laughs> i do love they have that scene where there's like a a stupid douche doing this anti-sjw podcast <laughs> And then he he opens the door to the harbinger of evil and gets killed mm-hmm. before the opening sequence and like the the logo comes up all covered in blood like yeah. anti SJW blood and <laughs> and then later Angela opens her fridge and his head is inside it yeah what was she keeping his head for I don't know <laughs> keeps things fresh I guess. dumps some <laughs> blood out of it. 
the splat title remind me a lot of Supernatural because there's a lot of seasons where they kind of splatted in the title like that. They would do kind of special titles every once in a while. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny when they did that. I, I'm glad that they went full on gore with that. Just have a decapitated head in, yeah, <laughs> in the fridge. Yeah, it was funny at least. What was the girl's name who got Venom symbioted? Angela. Angela. Like, is her family around, or, like, has anyone else interacted with her? Well, yeah, presumably. She was talking about how all the kids in school were kind of, like, looking at her weird and, like, you know, because she was in a coma and just came out of it, and it was kind of an infamous case Mm. uh, involved with the school, so... Yes. Yeah, so I mean, like, if she did interact with her family, they didn't go into it. But I know, presumably. just like, people are going to start missing her, right? <laughs> well, she's still in the school that she went to before, so... Well, not now. After the end of this, they have her chained up in their attic. Oh, yeah, yeah, they chain her up in the attic. <laughs> yeah, it's not like she's a high-profile person at this point or anything. Mm-hmm. Just going to say, like, eventually people are going to start to miss her, right? (laughs) Nah, nobody cared about Angela. (laughs) Well, I mean, this seems like a very unaware school, so... Yeah, I guess no one's missed a douchebag professor that they killed. No, nobody ever (laughs) suspects anything. It's just like, oh, he was in the school, then those three went in, and then they walked out looking real happy with themselves, and... We found a few bloody ice chunks or something, and that was it. Maybe they should bring in Special Agent Daryl Morris to investigate (laughs) this. Turns out, I do want to know. I've been working with Mitch on this. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know what special uh, part of the government we work in, but I'm sure going to figure this out. (laughs) Name's really Daryl Teague. Daryl Teague Morris. (laughs) I had even less of a point on that show. <laughs> How sad is that? <laughs> uh, do you have any any final notes about this episode? Uh, just it's it's going the way of the original churn, so that's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope not every episode's as annoying as this one after this. But we'll yeah, see. I'm hoping this was. I'm hoping this was due to the theme and yeah. not because they plan on going in this direction because this was by far the most old school charm dish episode and I, I felt it was their weakest. Yeah, and probably just throwing like those random empower things when they don't fit. Like, I hope they stop that because it's getting silly. Yeah, I feel like they're doing it too much too. Like, I do appreciate that um, they talk about these things, but yeah. again, it's like if you're just gonna state things without like telling a story, yeah, it just feels overbearing. Yeah, like do it when it means something, but don't just throw it in for no reason. Like that demon one with the mother and the other one's still the funniest thing. Ah, excuse me, they're not girls; they're women. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the demons are all about female empowerment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she might be a demon, but she's still a woman, you know? Uh-huh. She's gotta, gotta represent for her fellow ladies. Mm-hmm. Great if it said that, and then the charmed ones are just like, oh, mom, it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> the thing is, with the, with the pilot, when they had the characters that came out and did a lot of, like, very on-the-nose depictions of uh, 
rape culture or things like that when they had the guy like it's a bunch of he said she said stuff and you know the fact that the the demon assaulted a woman and it was all about uh sexual assault and stuff like that it was part of the story so even if it was heavy-handed like it didn't bother me that that was the story you know Mm -hmm. they just needed to reel it back a little bit um in this one it's comical that they have that scene with the podcaster for no reason. Like, he's just in there like, yeah, damn women's. <laughs> and then they just kill him. Take his head off. Hilarious. Yeah. Like, I can't say I didn't laugh. So, I mean, it well, was it was sort I of mean, entertaining. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that part I don't care about. Because that was just kind of funny. Like, a funny opening kill of some random yeah. douchebag. <laughs> yeah. But just like the random dumb things where it's just like, ah, oh, Harry's telling me something. He's like, I just scared of empowered women. Just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're being ridiculous with your powers and he's telling you not to. It's not the same thing. <laughs> I, I realize that they're they're kind of treading a line with having their mentor character, for lack of a better description, um, Harry be a white guy in charge of them. Um, But at the same time, when you go into, like, the constant, like, emasculating or, like, um, just beating him down because he's a guy, then it starts turning into a Leo situation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It starts turning into, like, Leo, why are you doing your job instead of taking me to pedicures or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know? Like, um, it's about having a balance because um, while it's good to acknowledge these things... um, you still got to treat him like characters with certain roles and he's not doing it because he's a guy trying to like just take charge of them like he's doing it because he's failed before and he doesn't want to let them down and it's his job literally to teach them how to use magic and keep them alive to save the world Mm -hmm. you know treat them as characters and not just this is a guy versus the girls So I guess that's that's uh, the ending of this spooky Halloween episode. <laughs> she was dressed up as a Samara from the ring to the Harbinger was. Oh, that was definitely Samara. I was kind of reminded of, of Buffy a little bit when she showed up and like killed that cowgirl like, at a party. <laughs> yeah. like, texting like, this party's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did like the monster stuff, honestly. I had fun with that. Like it was it was a, a combination of camp and like trying to be a little more serious with it, you know, mm. like as a, a mini boss leading up to whatever the source of all <laughs> evil is. All right, well, that's it for this week on Charmed Hard with a Vengeance. Um, Thanks to everyone who's been commenting, listening, um, giving a like. I really appreciate what everyone's saying and uh, filling us in on things that we might miss or forget that is actually extremely helpful. So uh, I look forward to hearing what people have to say and hope everyone sticks around for next time. It's sure to be even spookier. (laughs) I look forward to forgetting it. (laughs) We'll uh, see you Charmanders around. (laughs) 